Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, fine. I'll tell Methy that he, he Methy gave me stupid picks again. Are okay. you even surprised? No. Yeah, Methy said straight up, um, Logano, Stenhouse, Priest, and I'm like, you can't keep picking Stenhouse and Priest every single week. You've done it three <laughs> times in a row, and he's just like, fuck it, why not? I can't think of any other people. And I said, there's literally 35 other drivers <laughs> you can choose from. Stenhouse actually ran pretty well. No, he did. He did. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm just telling. You, I'll let him know that. Hey, you're. Your homesick point uh, picks don't count. You'll have to do it again. Sure. <laughs> he'll he'll love it because he'll just send me the same picks. Oh yeah, thinking sure. he's the funniest person on earth. Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. It's episode 59, presented by Stadium Scene TV. I am your host, Anthony Dietrich. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Kevin Costello. What's good, my dude? Just enjoying another hot, humid, sunny day in Clearwater, Florida, let me tell you. Yeehaw! The surface of the sun couldn't feel any better. I swear to God, over the weekend... Emma's uh, sister had a party, and it was uh, 100 degrees, 80% humidity. It was – I felt like an ice cream cone on a July summer afternoon. It was awful. Just, yeah, just it's, awful. it's melting season. Speaking about melting, um, a lot of uh, weather going on, issues in the races this week. We had a whole bunch of stuff going on. Fox learned two new words and wouldn't stop saying them over the entire course of the weekend we got more foxes on tv and just a little bit of some scares going on but i think i want to start first with i'm pretty sure that fox is rigging the like the fox coming to the track this is the fourth or third time we've seen the fox they're bringing it to the track kevin yeah definitely a uh, mascot now that michael waltrip can't be at the track it's it's gonna be the <laughs> fox yeah, I, I mean, if the Fox starts spilling tacos on cars, I will be a little bit concerned at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, oh, wow. Hold on one second. Yeah. Oh, wow. I almost just, like, gagged on some water. That was awful. Um, nice. I think that, like, I don't know what's going on with the Fox booth and, like, Fox production in general. They normally do a good job, and this year it's just been, like, kind of headache after head scratcher after headache. It's like... The drone cam is giving me vertigo. The fox on TV is definitely planted there by the production company. And they said abrasive and harvicking about 200 times during the entire course of the week. Which, by the way, harvicking is not 
riding that line. If you know what Harvicking is, you know it's when you push someone into a fight, namely Brad Keselowski and Jeff Gordon. That yeah, Harvicking is a uh, is an art form, but not the art form Fox yeah. was talking about. I know it's kind of like how we had a uh, the Larson line, if you will, yes. back in the day. Atlanta is home to the Harvick line, where back back in the the I want to say normal package, just like high sure. horsepower, low downforce. He would literally lift at start finish line to save his tires and still run faster laps than everyone. And like I remember Chad Canales when he was still with Jimmy Johnson was over the radio. Like I am absolutely appalled by what I am seeing right now because he couldn't <laughs> he he couldn't mimic it. And then Harvick just perfected that. And even now with this um, high downforce package, he he still finds a way to ride that bottom. He did come off the off the bottom more so in this race, yeah. especially in restarts. But yeah, once he got long in, into those long runs, it was all about that bottom lane for Harvick, and that's what kept him towards the front and ended up getting him his third career victory at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I can't believe it was only his third uh, career victory there. I feel like with the dominance he's had since joining Stuart Haas, he should have more wins that track. He should have won in 2017. He led pretty much that entire race, if I recall correctly. Yep, um, you're right. It's like Harvick, is, and it's crazy. It's like, what is Harvick's best track? You'd think it's Phoenix with the dominance he had over there, especially during the playoffs. We're not even sure anymore. You'd think it's Texas the way he dominates it during the playoffs. In fact, Atlanta is statistically his best track. And you don't even think about it until you get there. You're like, oh, yeah, Harvick has led – and they said this during the race. It blew my mind since 2014, 50% of the laps. Yeah, I'd That's say ridiculous. It, his, his lap leading percentage, I'd say it's a statistically best track. But yeah, he just hasn't been able to capitalize. But yeah, two of the three uh, most recent years, he's been up there. And I, he, this track, Atlanta, especially during the heats, a lot like Darlington. So that four team mm-hmm. has something figured out in these, these day races. So I expect him, I know I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but, and, uh, multi-groove track winter it's super hot out where it's with this package i mean he's good so look forward to yeah. seeing him towards the front next week in a homestead too i was gonna say i couldn't i couldn't think of any races coming up that might describe that <laughs> kevin but um yeah kevin harvick absolutely just dominating the sunday afternoon there wasn't really much going on i think um you know one of the bigger stories obviously came after the race with uh bubba wallace uh collapsing during an interview or passing out during an interview with a really scary situation. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, there wasn't really much going on. And I want to circle back to the Bubba situation. And I think it really amplifies just how hot it was on Sunday and how like difficult it is for these smaller teams when they don't have the type of air circulation going through your cars, especially a competitor like Bubba, when you know he's going to give it everything he's got. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see that Bubba's somewhat fine. Uh yeah. I don't think we've heard an official, like, he'll be in the car for Martinsville. I haven't seen anything so. where it would say he wouldn't be, especially because that's one of his favorite tracks. But, yeah, it's mm-hmm. – I mean, that interview was scary. I, I Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. Fox didn't get Pro- enough uh, shit, if, to, to put it nicely, for what they yeah. were doing. A- after a guy almost faints, don't stop Look, a camera in his face. Yeah, I get, we all know why bad. they did it. You got to get the story after everything happened in pre-race, which, mm-hmm. by the way – Amazing gesture. Um, that whole moment of silence before and Steve Phelps' message and his yes, that was coming together that was, was awesome. But yeah, I don't don't shove a microphone in someone's face right after mm-hmm. they almost pass out. <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably not a good move on Fox's part. And 
you know, that I want to go back to what you said about Steve Phelps before the race. That was really wonderful. I know that it alienated a bunch of NASCAR fans, but the way they got upset about it on the internet, it's like, listen, you don't like, no, just don't do that. There's, there's, there's no place for that anymore in this sport. Like if you're going to be pissed off about that, grow the fuck up, just grow the fuck up. Seriously. Yeah, if, if you're getting, if you're turning the TV off because of that, you're go probably watch one, sport. not a fan in the first place Two, racist. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then three, both just like, Con- wow. A combination. Know. A shitty yeah, racist like, fan. Wow. It's yeah, awesome gesture. Yeah, it was... we needed it, especially being the only sports on right now with a, mm-hmm. a history that we've had in the sport, um, just with you know dominated by yeah whites, and that's we're not immune or we're not alone in that. But also, we I mean I'm I'm glad we're we're breaking strides. There's definitely way there's still more a lot to be do, done, but like just, especially considering what's happened this year, but like. You know that was awesome. It was a great gesture, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. But I, I the only thing um that rubbed me wrong about Sunday, and it's not that it was just like the biggest stories of the race came before the green flag and after mm-hmm. the checkered flag, which like that's normally not how a race should go. But I feel like Atlanta yeah. is just kind of it's it's lost its luster. And and I mean, yeah, obviously, I feel like before the race, the the um you know, the announcement by Steve Phelps and all that going on, like that is, that is a big headline, especially for like world news. But I mean, can we be real? The racing Atlanta hasn't really shown up the last few years. I feel like we got the best out of this pay repave in like 98 or 97. And now it's just kind of like, Oh man, this track just eats tires for breakfast. I mean, Larry McReynolds was grading a tire with a cheese grater. And that's a very (laughs) good analysis of what the track does to your car. (laughs) That was yeah. weird. I uh I think going back to Harvey Fink, Harvey King for a second and what I was saying before, when the, when the biggest story is before or after the race, it better damn sure be a fight or something. Something of that <laughs> matter. Like when Harvick's pushed Kozlowski in that Gordon fight at Texas back in twenty fourteen, like that made news everywhere. Like what a mm-hmm. a moment to like, hey, let's see how this plays out next week for the sport. And now it's like obviously, yeah, with the pre race is awesome, but the post race when the biggest story is drivers fainting in interviews it's it's not a good look um so hopefully if that situation arises next weekend or anytime else in the future we're we're better for that mm-hmm. yeah it's uh yeah that's it, it just kind of says a lot about what's going on in atlanta i i don't know kevin what do you think would make atlanta better would it be a repave i saw people say reconfiguration and i wanted to slap them through the computer um, cause I think that all the, the quad shaped D shaped ovals, like this is the best Atlanta is the best one. In my opinion, I'm going to be right honest, now. people that have been saying that for the last seven, no, not seven. Um, I feel like four, since 2011, four years, I think have been out of their mind. If I'm being completely honest, I think for a track where you want multi-groove racing, high tire fall off, Homestead's the better racing track mm-hmm. for a pure Homestead or Chicagoland, and then from a yeah. pure, like, constant action, honestly, Kansas, the last couple of years, I feel like, has been that track for the mile and a half. Atlanta really hasn't been anything special since, I'm trying to think the last, like, memorable moment from a race there. Um, Man, Fox would have you know it's 2005 when Carl Edwards and Jeff Gordon were side-by-side. Yeah, like, 
<laughs> I did. Like, 20, was it 2011, that battle between Gordon and Johnson on, like, a Tuesday? Yeah, that was a really good one. There was that also was awesome. The, there was also the one that Casey Kane won in 2014, I think, where he battled with Hamlin. That's for the right. Lead on like a final restart. That was yeah, a really yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, ever since they've moved to that uh that spring date, it's it's been kind of lackluster. And I mean, they kind of had to though for Darlington. It, we to we've seen this. We've seen this happen recently with Auto Club too. Like that that sweet spot of 2013 to 2016, where they had like race after race was just constant excitement. Like because mm-hmm. it was a multi groove, it didn't eat up tires to where like. It was horrid, but it allowed for multiple strategies. And then since that, we've seen kind of lackluster races there. And I think we're getting that same thing now with Atlanta. We've ha- we have been getting that same thing now with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I- I'm so disappointed that Chicago got removed because I-, I thought Chicago was in that sweet spot finally after the last two races we saw there. Mm-hmm. And now that's not on the schedule. Um, well, it's not like the track is just going to be like, I'm fixing myself now during this. That's it's, the thing. The, so, the track is not LeBron James. It doesn't heal when you don't use it. My my philosophy is if the if we're gonna have tracks like that, I would rather see a race where the car control is more in drivers' hands, a mm-hmm. low downforce package, high horsepower. Um, I do think I, I saw someone mention yesterday on Reddit, and I, I've always been trying to think of a compromise, like because I know some of the mile and a halfs are. Definitely have definitely benefited from this package. Some haven't, being Atlanta, and I'm like, what to do? Someone said the tracks that were built during the boom, like early '90s or late '90s, early 2000s, we should run the the high downforce there, like Kansas, Vegas, Chicago, because those have all been pretty good races from what I remember. And then the mile and a half's like Atlanta or anyone where they're up against the wall. Um, for the most part, I guess Chicagoland's kind of an outlier in that, and I'm kind of rambling at this point. But yeah, it's yeah, it's there's work that can be done to to that track and a couple other tracks, and it's more than just the package or the uh, the asphalt. It okay. might be both. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't know. I'm 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 one of the idiots that says repave, so don't listen. I, to me. See, like, I, I, I would have no issue with the repave, but I feel like that, that no wanna... reconfiguration for 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 Christ's sake, no reconfiguration. I don't know, man. That I think no, it could. no, I think it could. unless Homestead gets taken off the schedule, God forbid. Like, then reconfigure, you know. But I don't, I don't want to reconfigure. I think Who's, that who said anything about reconfiguring it to a mile and a half? Isn't Atlanta a mile and a half down? I'm just saying. What if what if they tore it down, turned it into a short track? Bruh, that's that's getting that's getting ahead of yourself. If right you think now. about it, SMI has one short track. Okay. Okay. And the rest of them are mile and a half in Atlanta. Maybe move the track somewhere else then. Maybe yeah, just, just tear take, the whole thing down. Pick it up and put it in Denver. Um, no, like the, the Pikes Peak literally exists. Hold on, you know Pikes Peak is a track that literally. <laughs> I know, exists, I'm right? <laughs> I uh, I don't know. That, like that's SMI's. I feel like biggest problem is they have, they're they're the addition of the cookie cutter track. Like yeah, um, yeah. ISC NASCAR has some of them, but during the boom, all 
SMI did was build those cookie cutters and or reconfigure it into that way. And like it was it was a good idea then, but times are changing now. And if you're going to spend a crap ton of money on a repave at that point, I feel like it's beneficial for not only your company to have another different track somewhere, but benefit for the whole sport to have a new style of track or just a, a short track. Let's, let's mm-hmm. be honest. It doesn't have to be like a Bristol clone, but make it like a 0.7 mile different banked. I don't know. Something weird. But it would be good. I feel like you're trying to make a track like Nazareth right now. I kind of am. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take those rose-tinted glasses off. You know, Nazareth was not that good. No, not yeah. I, I didn't. I never liked Nazareth, but something, something unique, kind of like a yeah. I get it. We want like a, like a Nashville and the Nashville Super Speedway. Like that's 1.33 mm-hmm. miles. It's it's cool. I just don't think something's got to yeah. change with Atlanta if it's going to stay on the schedule. I get it. Yeah. Um, you want to move along. Um, our another wonderful D-shaped oval uh took center stage this weekend for the return of IndyCar, and uh, well, I I I don't even know right now what to even say about that other end. Scott Dixon, really good. Lot traffic, really bad. <laughs> Scott Dixon is really Impossible. good. Um, yeah, that was a uh, that was a head scratcher of a race. If like, I- I'm glad it was so short. Like, I, I, God I never so felt short. like like Atlanta. There was pretty much in every stage. There was Atlanta a point where was, I was like, all right, let's get long. The, let's get the stage over with. Like every stage, just because I was like, all right, I know where this is going. Whereas the IndyCar race, it's like, yeah, the racing quality wasn't the best, but I was at least like, you know what, it's almost over <laughs> um, the yeah. whole time because it's such a quick race, and there was a constant that battle because lap traffic was such an issue, and Rosenquist was catching Dixon, but then yeah, those that, those last three laps where Scott Dixon had five cars in between him and the second place car i was like all right we don't even restart at this point i'm glad we are don't yeah get me wrong, but like we all know who's gonna win this race um that's like yeah i i don't know what the rule was but i found it a little bit weird with when you have a restart with three to go to have lap traffic in between the leaders um so i think the rule with indycar is that you line up the way that you catch the um pace car and that is with lap traffic also in between. So it's basically not taking advantage, the advantage away from the leader. And I understand that's not a bad rule considering how hectic IndyCar restarts are. I actually don't hate that rule so much. I just, obviously you want a good finish in this situation, but I mean, Scott Dixon yeah. was absolutely just, just, just bending the field over for most of the race other than Felix. So shouts out Ganassi for having two of his three cars on their shit uh, for that race. But, um, you know, it's like, I just, I like it. I actually think for IndyCar, it makes more sense. For NASCAR, you obviously want to just bunch up the field. I mean, fuck it. Like, just throw everything at the wall that you got at that point. Like, these guys can handle it. And, you know, obviously that didn't work so out so well on Saturday, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, but for Indy, I'm what, fine with it because, your... like, you know, it would be really shitty if Scott Dixon absolutely just dominates the whole race and then uh, Hinchcliffe is like, oh, my car works now. Bye gets a better restart like that would be kind of stupid in my opinion like indycar is not nascar and i'm glad they separate themselves away from that even though like the racing was just slot car racing the entire day i think i saw like maybe a handful of green flag passes in the top five mm-hmm. what what's your opinion on implementing a green white checkered in indycar nah they don't need it um like that would be cool don't get me wrong it'd be really cool to see a green white checker in indycar but it's like I don't think they need it because the racing cannot develop 
as quickly as it can in NASCAR. Like in IndyCar, it does take them some time to really just kind of like get the feel of race pace. And they also have faster lot time. So it's like the green white checker will be over in an instant. It'll be like a mm-hmm. 45 second two lap sprint. Uh, essentially and considering that IndyCar only runs um ovals like i think six times a year in a normal season um it's not necessary so because on a road course if the race ends under a caution like that must be a very big incident you probably should end the race um but on an oval i get it it happens i remember um california a couple years ago we were teased with what was going to be a preposterous finish and i think it was um uh briscoe Oh, yeah, on the yeah, front yeah. straightaway. I know what you're talking about. Great mm-hmm. race, by the way. If you ever want oh, yeah. to watch uh, peak IndyCar racing um, and know that everyone will be safe at the end of it, watch that race. That was very good. I wish that we would go back to Auto Club sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think green-white checkers is necessary. I think you want to see that is what you're getting at. My my opinion on it is, from a entertainment perspective, if you're – so if, if it's a 200 lap race and a caution mm. comes out with five to go, having the last four laps run under caution with no attempt at restarting the race, I feel like in this day and age is a complete disservice to a fan base. Yeah. I just think, yeah, like I, I get the, the purity of it. And especially with a long race, like, like, like that, if it's, if it's F1, like, with two to go, there's a crash and the race. They're already such short races, but like the Indy 500 or a longer Texas race. Um, yeah, the Indy 500, I think if we are going to do a green-white checker, that is the only track I would like to see it just because mm-hmm. I think that this package works better there. Mostly because the straightaways are so long. I don't think Texas, you just get the opportunity to get the slingshot working properly unless someone's going to adhere to you. Even um, not even Texas. Like, I remember it was no Iowa. Multi groove on that track back in Iowa at 2013 or not 2013, like 2018. Um, they had a caution with eight to go, and the race didn't even restart. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, are we I doing remember here? that. And that's another thing with IndyCar. And, like I think some of the situation... leaders pit and everything, and I'm like, this is stupid. Like, give them, give, give the fans a chance at seeing something, even if they wreck like the right red on the flag... restart. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, the red flag exists, and I feel like they should yeah. probably utilize that under 20 to go. They should. I thought they should have red flagged the race in IndyCar, if I'm being honest. Yeah, um, they probably should. Even though it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, yeah, I, I have no problem with abusing the red flag at the end, because get more green, fra- green flag laps in, but, like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. IndyCar is weird with how I like it, because I, I do like it, but, again... I do see your point. I think maybe Indianapolis, if I'm going to be like painstakingly like choosing, picking and choosing should be the only track that gets a green white checker just because of the prestige of the race, obviously like, but then in that situation, like, you know, we, we got Tony Kanon winning the 500 because of that. And I, I, I was pretty happy with that. I, don't, I understand <laughs> it was shit. I just broke my mask. Um, <laughs> pretty shitty, but you know, it's like, Oh man, I gotta get another one now. Great. Um, all right. You anything else from the IndyCar race other than uh, Marco Andretti and Felix Rosenquist should fight in a UFC match and James Hinchcliffe? I don't um, know what Hinchcliffe was doing. That was I, I. That I don't know who's at fault there. Andretti had a run, so I can't blame him. Hinchcliffe just couldn't hold it on the bottom. Yeah, I, I liked that they had practice qualifying and the yes, race they, they on a one day show, that. but it absolutely also screwed Takuma Sato. <laughs> I yeah, I saw, saw that. What in the world happened? Yeah, 
He crashed and he crashed in qualifying, completely bended in a turn one. Pretty bad wreck. Didn't get upside down or anything, Oof. but like it was pretty hard and they couldn't they didn't have time to field a backup or they tried to repair it or something and he couldn't race. And I was like, that freaking sucks. Yeah. Oh, that's shitty because I do. I was wondering what happened there. They didn't get a replay or anything. I didn't feel yeah. like Googling it. Because um, for anyone listening, I, I didn't get to watch um, the IndyCar race till Sunday afternoon. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that is unfortunate. But I also see why they had to do one day like practice qualifying because yeah. they don't want to stay at the track longer than they have to. Yeah, and like oh, I, they man, probably would have gone. Sato. That sucks for all of Andretti. Oh, they yeah. really got screwed over. They probably would have gone without um, doing that if they hadn't been running a new arrow kit with the with the arrow screen. But like obviously, yeah. Like I have, I have no problem with what they did. It just, it it sucks that like that shows the downside <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm here for the safety innovations. It's also like, damn, the racing's not that good right now. Yeah. But we'll see how it is on the road courses. I feel like the road courses are going to probably benefit from it a little bit more. I mean, mm-hmm. the higher downforce, you're probably going to get um, better racing on there, less um, reliability on only push to pass. You know, like we're actually mm-hmm. going to get to see some good slingshot opportunities, like kind of like like IndyCar on steroids or IndyCar. I'm sorry, F1 on steroids, maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll that, see. Also, what, Scott McLaughlin will be showing up, which will be pretty cool. Like, when things get back to normal, um, I, I will never advocate for qualifying and racing on the same day. Like, I know Indy... No. no. Indy, um, the last last year, and then I think this year, the original schedule was qualifying and or qualifying and the race on Sunday, and I absolutely hate that, just because if you've been in the car, one, one just from a DraftKings or racing betting perspective it sucks because you you have to wait till after qualifying to make those bets and you don't really have time if you're doing something that afternoon um to do it plus if if you wreck the car the team has such a small window to repair it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think that uh that would be pretty pretty dumb to keep going I, i i feel like if we do get back to normal that probably needs to be eliminated but also, we aren't Fox and NBC. I this feel like true. they have more control on that. So, yeah, this mm-hmm. is true. Um, all right. So, rounding out from IndyCar, we move to the other two races from the weekend, which uh, is where we first got to hear about Harvicking from the Camping World Truck Series and the Xfinity race. And I just want to say, first of all, like, I don't know what's going on with Kyle Busch in these lower races, but Homie needs to, like, Stop lead footing it down pit road. I mean, it's fine. I'm enjoying him <laughs> not winning, but every single race, I think he's done it now. At yeah, least it's once. uh, it's a little preposterous, especially and like I would say, oh well, you know, it's not the car he's used to driving, but he races down low so much that like that that's you can't use that as an excuse. I, he, yeah, he's just completely he's he's trying to push for every millisecond, which I get and I respect, but like, like yeah, he's a racer. Is, Larry Larry Mack had a good quote during the race. He was like, "Once is a coincidence. Two is, or, or, once is once is an an instance. Two is a coincidence. Three is a trend. Yeah, and it's definitely been a trend or more so far this year. It's it's like he's just become Denny Hamlin. In the pits. Yeah, no, he, he like, literally has. he's got the lead foot. He do, he do, he do. I I don't know. I think it definitely is is better when we don't have Kyle Busch just kind of like spanking the field, but. It's also kind of funny when you get into these situations late race 
where you have stuff like that going on because it's like then all of a sudden Austin Hill is leading the race. It's like, oh, shit, Austin Hill's going to run away with this. And then I don't know if Chase Elliott fell asleep or decided to scratch his arm. I don't think he <laughs> blew a tire there, man. That just that was weird. It looked a little sus. Ain't even going to That lie. was very suspect. And then NASCAR said, ah, you hit under when the pit road wasn't open, but you get to stay on the lead lap, man. And Kyle Busch called NASCAR out for that. Just like, I guess, yeah. I guess that the rules just change when you're their golden boy. And mm. I, I have to, I have to side with Kyle Busch on this one. That was like two sus moments. I, Larry Max got something there. That that's coincidence. One more. And it's a fucking trend. He wasn't wrong. Yeah. He was. I don't wrong. know, man. Larry Mack, Larry Mack is speak is preaching, but then also literally cheese grating tires. Man, I don't know what's going on with that guy. <laughs> That's that's the best gift I've ever seen. That was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I feel absolutely devastated for um, Austin Hill. Had that race won, and uh, the field got fingered in the end. Uh, that's never say that again. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't like me saying that the field got fingered? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brandon uh, Finger ends up uh, somehow literally not using the Harvick line and wins the race against Austin Hill. I think he just got a bad restart, and Austin just couldn't do anything to stop grant and finger there it just a uh, better restart helped grant pull it off and shouts out grant he's already got two wins which are huge for him because homie was dominating last season and um just kind of got screwed over with not enough playoff points coming into the playoffs and now he's got 10 automatically in the first four races of the year he's he's sitting pretty right now and definitely putting himself in a good position come uh playoff time especially with extra cars added I'm gonna be honest. I haven't checked the truck points since like Daytona. Let me see how they're doing on standings. I have no yeah, clue who's yeah. Do me a solid do that because oh, by the way, for um, so Kevin is now doing stats uh, because my phone's running a little low and I'm I'm recording in my car. So uh, yeah, Kevin's doing the stats today. And also, um, before we get down to it, uh, we are gonna do a preview of Martinsville and Homestead, but we won't do the Homestead picks today, Kevin wants to see where they all end up after Martinsville because he's he's lame. So whatever. We'll we'll yes. post the homestead picks on Friday. Wow, on Zane Twitter. Smith is second in points in the truck. Homie, Zane Smith is killing the game. And I do want to give a shout out to Zane Smith. He is becoming Mr. Where did he come from? Because like he was like running in like tenth, eleventh, ninth or whatever. All of a sudden he's top three and I'm like, geez, dude, this guy is competing for a win right now. Yeah. Zane Smith is definitely going to either like he's probably going to win a race this year. I think he keeps putting himself in position. If we have another situation like with Chase Elliott or Kyle Busch where they just boof it on pit road, Zane Smith is right there. <laughs> so I'm 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 going to go ahead and say it. Zane Smith is going to pull a Tyler Anchor at some point and get a win. Um, speaking of random wins, Spencer Boyd at Talladega last year. <laughs> Has has less points this year than Natalie Decker, who has one less start. Uh, I see, I see. Well, he hasn't gotten his hat thrown off yet, so that that's might, true. That's that true. yeah, that's yeah. what that's what paraselled him last year, and in this, and also no Riley Herbst to uh, benefit him either. So yeah. right right so, now, m- missing the playoffs is actually a pretty big deal. I didn't even realize this. Crafton, um, Stuart Friesen, and Tommy Jesse are not in playoff contention right now. Dude, I had no idea the freezing switch manufacturers until yesterday or on Saturday. I had no idea that happened. I don't think I realized it until right now. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, he he moved from Chevy to Ford. No, he's I'm Toyota. pretty sure he moved to Ford. Or is he in Toyota? Yeah. Yeah, so like I I had no idea until like someone brought and Michael Walter brought it up. I was like, "Oh, okay." 
So, um, yeah, very interesting. Um, I mean, dude, I'm not going to look at the points playoffs until we get to like July for, um, trucks. Just, just yeah, we don't even know the truck schedule. Yeah. Once Kyle Busch stops racing in the trucks, I'm going to start worrying more about the trucks. <laughs> yeah, because I I think their their original um we still got Eldora, opener. right? Eldora is still gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, that's scary. I don't like. Yeah, it. <laughs> they it was it's supposed to be I want to say July thirtieth, but they said yeah. they won't run the race without fans because they don't no, have they need fans. They do need fans. One, it's not it's not a paired weekend. Yeah, with the with the way the truck series revenue is, most of the money not most of the money, but a significant portion in terms of profiting or not is at track attendance and mm-hmm. for Eldora especially they pack Well these place. short tracks are opening up around the country. I feel like if NASCAR really wanted to help the trucks out they would start just saying fuck it go to Bowman Gray, go to Myrtle Beach, go to Pensacola, <laughs> go to that uh Marin Mar- Marin Mesa. I don't even think that's open anymore. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, just, I'm not sure, but yeah, like just go to uh, these short tracks and let because fans can go to them. I've been seeing a lot of fans go to these dirt tracks and, and mm-hmm. short tracks around the country, and it's like, hey, you know, I don't know your policy on Corona and COVID nineteen right now. Like, I don't know what the the social distancing is at the tracks, but you know, if you're letting fans in, you know, maybe the trucks could go there. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Truck, truck, you know, it would be nice. Also, a big non-shout-out to uh, Ace Speedway, I want to say it was, mm-hmm. who um, ha- held a race this this past weekend with fans, like, I want to say full crowd, Jeez. and then they <laughs> said the reason they were allowing it was because it counted as a protest. It counted as a what? I couldn't hear that last word. A protest. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. I mean... Um... You know, if you're going to cheat the system, I guess go all balls to the wall if you can. Yeah. Congratulations like, to them. I don't know if I should be congratulating them or do not. Do not. That's oh horrible. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't even know. I, I, I'm, I'm, blo- they really said that? Yeah. Yep. We really do live in the year 2020, Kevin. We do live in a society. Let me tell you. We do live in the society. Um, real quick, I, was like, oh, I also, I was Brandon Brown up. is ahead of Michael Nett in points. That is all. We haven't gotten to Xfinity yet. So Xfinity, <laughs> um, I actually um I'm trying to remember what happened in Xfinity. All I remember is that Graxon did. And that's been your Xfinity update. That's Yeah, Um, shout out to AJ Allmendinger for getting his first. Thank you. Went on an oval in maybe nascar history I yeah it was know. his first win in an oval ever i mean dude he came yeah now i'm starting to remember it. so he came out of the um of the co- of the cockpit or whatever and he was just like i finally won it an oval i finally won it an oval and then kissed the uh camera which um please disinfect that camera fox for <laughs> the love of god and also did his interview without a face mask so um that was double sus um, but yeah, no, That's... uh, good for, good for college racing there. Um, getting another W with AJ Allmendinger. I think he's got the most wins on that team now. I love um, what colleague does because they literally just say, Hey, we're not running this car full time, but when mm-hmm. we do, we're going trophy hunting. Like the, the mm-hmm. balls. I love it. <laughs> Can't believe I forgot that that happened. I was like literally blanking. I'm like, what? how did that race end? <laughs> and God, I really had a fun saturday um yeah no good for aj and here's the thing i'm hoping that they 
just decide to go racing a homestead because AJ is eligible for the dash for cash. And you bet your ass that he's in that race. He's probably going to go balls to the wall again and try and get it. Let me, let me look that up. I'm not sure because I well, don't know. He, according to Fox, they said he would be eligible, but I don't think he was racing, scheduled to race that week. And I feel okay. like at this point, Collie could just show up with a third car and be like, we're here. Like, don't make us go home. We have a third car already. Mm-hmm. Or just put, like, Ross Chastain's backup in that situation or something. I mean, I don't even know. Like, But, yeah, that was awesome for AJ pulling that win off. Um, Just, we got a late race penalty. That I, I recall that, yeah. Like, Briscoe, Sindrick, and Allgaier all got late race penalties. And, actually, Allgaier drove all the way back up to sixth. And Daniel Hemrick drove all the way up to fourth after getting a terrible restart. Um, or a terrible pit stop, sorry, on the last round of pit stops. And got himself a top five. So, good for him. Um, and terrible Herb stays terrible. He, he do be. Yeah. 17th place finish and wrecking on his own. Just a tough, tough break for him. Um, and Colby Howard finished in 15th. Wow. Wow. Great run. Yeah. Holy crap. Some great Bailey Curry in the 74 finish in 18th and Brandon Brown in 12th. Nice. And fast pasta in, in 10th. That's, that's awesome. Good to see those guys doing well. So, uh, yeah, I think that we could uh, round that up. I wanted to do a quick shout out. I said I'd do it for the podcast because I found the one person who was absolutely dedicated to making sure we knew this was a good race. Dakota Rutledge um, at NASCAR baby underscore was absolutely determined to make sure that we all knew this was a good race at Atlanta. And um, I mean, hey, I feel like the statistics actually said it was a good race based on the amount of passes. We apparently had 9.8 passes, green flag passes per lap. I, I, I didn't see it. Fox wasn't showing it, but um, yes. So the, I don't the believe thing, that number at all. The thing with, I believe it because you're allowed to inflate numbers like that, AKA they count for green flag pit stops. Yeah. So when one car pits and 30 cars pass them, guess what? That's 30 passes on one lap. And when that happens for five, laps in a row during a pit cycle it inflates mm. the numbers <laughs> that, that's big brain numbers kevin it's big brain time yeah so that's why i never want to see anyone come out saying well this is the i think like th- those stats are helpful when there aren't green flag pit stops but as soon as there is one round of them the, throw that entire stat chart <laughs> out of the way because it does not matter kevin hates numbers confirmed I, I do. I, I love numbers, but I hate numbers when people interpret them the wrong way. Well, speaking about numbers, um, let's move along because Kevin's numbers are starting to fade away from my numbers. I have a 50-point lead right now in the Pick'em, and it's just getting skewed now, boys. We, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the nitty-gritty. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting almost at 300 points on the season. Speaking... Also, of this, Alex got his first win of the year. Alex is no longer in last place in our pick'em, Kevin. Yeah, I uh, he has more wins than me, so yeah, good for yeah. him. And I could yeah. have let, let it be known. I could have had that win too. If you listen to last week's episode, Kevin did say I'm torn between Bowman and uh, Harvick, and I don't want to copy Alex. Should have copied Alex. But one time we have him on the podcast, he actually gets like the picks. Completely correct. He, he he nailed it last week with forty four points, and he's yeah, right back just, in. Let's it. just not invite him on the podcast anymore. How about uh, that? that's that, well? If we have early recordings, we definitely are bringing. This is true. Are you kidding me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. So we have two races this week. So first of all, I, I need to say NASCAR needs to be advertising more 
about the short track race on a Wednesday night. I feel like during the race all weekend, we just, I, I didn't hear about it until the last 50 laps. It felt like, um, Martinsville on a Wednesday night at night is going to be absolutely electric. And Jeff Gordon said it best. Those brake rotors are going to be glowing like an EDM festival. I cannot wait for that. <laughs> Did he say that? No, 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 no. I'm adding the festival part. But <laughs> Gordon, Gordon did say that the brake rotors were glowing, and I'm like, oh, that's going to look so good. Yeah, Dude, we, uh, those shots we, are going to be so cool. We've had a couple laps run in the, the darkness at Martinsville here and there, yeah. but we haven't had a full-fledged night race. And Is it going to be a day-to-night race, or is it going to no, start at night? I mean, actually, it might be. I don't know when the sunset is there, but it'll probably start like twilight, um, maybe first stage run a little bit in the light, but yeah, it'll definitely end under the lights. Stage two and three should be all under the lights. I can't wait for this. This is going to be awesome. So short track racing, uh, didn't treat the podcast too well. Last time we went to Bristol, a bunch of us made very, uh, risky picks and those picks did not pay out. So, um, we got that going on on Wednesday. And then during the weekend, we have four races. Um, we have two for expandy one for truck, and then our cup race on Sunday. I didn't know we were going to have two Xfinity races this weekend. Mm-hmm. That That's um, crazy. I want to say it's replacing the Chicago and race. Man, I don't know what it's. I don't know what races are replacing what, man. Like, I'm yeah. super, like, I'm just like, there is a race here. It is happening. I don't know where we're losing it, but it's. So, um, I mean, it's going to be a lot of racing going on in the next four or five days so definitely a lot on our plates so let's start with martinsville kevin and i actually have our picks from alex and matthew i'll read those out later but i just want to know from you first of all what are we going to be looking for this weekend um to keep an eye out for so the last two wednesday night races we have had shorter races and this Mm -hmm. one martinsville is usually like a three hour plus race which I'm curious to how the fan base reacts to that on a Wednesday night because I've been loving these shorter races, especially after watching 500 mm-hmm. miles at Atlanta. <laughs> so I think just because of that, it's going to not be like the perfect race, but I'm obviously excited for short track racing with low downforce. Um, Yes, I I really wish fans could be there because I think for every short track race, it's an absolute crime not to have fans in the stands. Obviously, we have to do that now. It just I feel like it takes away like at the mile and a half. I feel like we don't really don't see it, but we have more of those golden moments at these short tracks. So it'll it'll be rough to not see that happen. But I'm I'm just excited for beating and banging. Yeah, for sure. I was gonna say going back to the fans. Did you see the one fan that topped the fence for the Atlanta race and was just vibing there for a while? Oh, on the, uh, the subreddit? Yeah, what an absolute mad lad. First, I mean, I get it, like, advertising it after you've already been kicked out, but holy shit, dude. Like, you're just advertising committing trespassing. Yeah, bus. I, 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 I personally don't, I don't know, wouldn't have um, yeah. flexed that over the internet, but also good for him, and I wish I was him, so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely jealous of that. Um, yeah, I wish... Uh, I mean, for for those people with traditions, well, I think he said it was his twentieth race there in a row. Yeah, so like, I don't think he's going to be going to his twenty first race. Nah, he'll be there. It, if if <laughs> NASCAR, NASCAR won't is, care, like, if yeah, NASCAR is smart, they'll find him, interview him before the next race, and say, "Hey, this was dumb." However, we respect the grind. 
it's 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 a grind and a half, man. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get on to our picks. Um, okay, let me go ahead and read Alex and Methy's real, real quick. So Alex actually had Mac, his son, pick the picks for him this week. Ooh. So Mac has decided to go with his dark horse as Priest. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. And his uh, sleeper is Jimmy Johnson. So okay. ho- ho- homie's got the same idea. We're in that age where you can pick Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, he's never he, he, fact weird. Mac has never seen Jimmy Johnson win a championship. To him, Jimmy Johnson might as well be a bum. So that's fair. That's yeah. He's he's only seen mediocrity from him in his month and a half of life. Um, mm-hmm. and then his favorite is Brad Keselowski, who is the winningest driver in Mac's lifetime. So a great pick. Nice. Also. Just before we get it, Blaney is on the poll for Sunday's race. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Uh, by the way, I never actually got to catch the end of, um, like, or the storyline between Jimmy and Eric. Did Jimmy end up passing Eric Almirola in points to get in the top 12? Because I know that he did talking. not. Ah, he, so he yeah, gets to he start was in 25th. <laughs> three points out. Yeah, let me see if they have posted the whole starting lineup. Yeah, take a look yeah. at that right now. I'm, I'm going to read Methy's picks right now, if we don't mind. All right, so Methy sent me his and uh, his picks. So Methy has uh, essentially started to punt the season. Uh, I don't know why, <laughs> but um, it's it's getting out of hand now. So um, he told I told him I'm going to need your picks for your next two weekends, and I, I don't I don't know why he decided to do the same picks twice. But because we're not doing our homestead picks today, I'm only going to count this for Martinsville. So. His picks for Martinsville, he did uh, Priest, Stenhouse, and Logano. And if you've been following, he's did also Priest and Stenhouse last week. So he's just – and I asked him, like, you know there's other drivers in the field. He's like, I legitimately can't think of any. And I said, there's literally 35 other drivers you can choose from. Is Methy being paid off by JTG? I have a feeling that Methy is sponsored by JTG I, in I, one way I or – I think we've been – we've cracked the code here. You know, there are Kroger's in his part of the United States, so that does make sense. Oh, yeah. We only get, we have Publix's. All right, right before I go into my pick, let me just say this is why I really wanted to wait between um, this race and Homestead before picking picks. So, Eric Almarilla, who is 12th in points, make that 11th in points by one point over Clint Boyer, he is starting second. Jimmy Johnson, who is 13th in points, is starting all the way back in 21st. So that is a absolutely <laughs> massive difference. Why? Yeah, that that's Oh that's, no. They got it. Oh no, poor Jimmy. That's the random oh, draw for They you. just want to make it interesting for Jimmy to have to work his way through the field to finish in fourth. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I uh stand behind my decision to wait until after this race for Homestead. That's fair. All right, Kevin, give me your dark horse. My dark horse for this race is going to be face mask man himself, Corey LaJoy. Ah, yes. The face mask car is making an appearance this weekend. A.K.A. the, the mortal enemy of Denny Hamlin, apparently. Because on Twitter, they, they had beef. And I couldn't tell if it was serious or not. I, I wasn't sure at all. I looked at him like, I, I don't have time to read this right now. This <laughs> is, this is, I, I, I'll go through it another time. So, yeah, that's, um, that car is going to be very interesting out there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I can pick this guy just because I'm not sure if I hope he is racing. Can I get a backup if he's not? If Bubba, you not may. We will allow you a substitute okay. for Bubba. Wallace. So if Bubba is racing, I'm going to choose Bubba. I hope that he can really have a good weekend because he got a lot of confidence with the top ten at Bristol. I feel like short tracks are kind of a more bread and butter for him just because it's more throttle control and more mm-hmm. uh, actual putting the talent in the driver and not the car. Yep. Um, if I do need a backup for him, um, I'm gonna go with my uh, Michael McDowell stinks there. Um, shit, I'm trying to think who is like a a sleeper I could or a dark horse. Um, can I actually have Matt Kenseth because he stinks? As a backup dark horse, so Matt Kenseth has been atrocious in the forty-two, other than that first uh, Darlington race. I'm, you know, just because the forty-two car usually runs like shit at Martinsville, not because of the car, but just because of the driver. I'm used to seeing it back in the packs, so I'll allow it. I mean, this is just a backup. I'm sure Bubba's going to race. I'll allow it. I'll allow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Um. Okay. So, give me your sleeper. My sleeper for this weekend, and I promise I would, or not this weekend, this week, I promise I was making, I had this pick in my head before I saw the qualifying results, but Ryan Blaney. All right, let's see if Ryan Blaney can get it done at Martinsville. I feel like this isn't his best track, but, uh. I feel like he's pretty good here, and he, uh, I wasn't, I was thinking his pick just because he has the fourth best pit stall, wherever that may be, because of that finish at Atlanta, and that's how pit Mm -hmm. stall selection is determined which is huge at martinsville of all places um and now yeah we're starting on the poll it just makes sense to pick them it's a good idea all right i'm gonna go ahead and pick um kurt bush as my sleeper kurt has always found success at martinsville in the past and definitely even if he doesn't win a consistent top 10 top five for me is what i need right now so give me kurt bush okay all right and give me your favorite my favorite for this race is going to be out of the Toyota camp. Oh. Going to be someone who doesn't have a win this year. Oh. Someone who had won previous races at Martinsville. Oh, no. Kevin. That is not named Martin Truex Jr. Kevin, wait. Hold on. I'm, what are you doing? I'm doing it. I'm picking Kyle Busch. Oh, my God. I, think I thought for he's... a second you were doing um, Martin Truex Jr. I was like, wow, all that nah. shit talking and you're going to take him? He he is now a winner on a short track, so we can't make fun of him. And we can't say that's a bold prediction. So I'm just going straight to the point. Kyle Busch is good, and I expect him to still be good. Yeah, I'm expecting Kyle Busch to get a win at some point, but I don't think it's going to be this weekend. I think that I'm going to wait to hold on to my pick. Uh, yes, I spoiled my Homestead pick, guys. But um, <laughs> I am going to stay in the Toyota camp, and I am going to choose the uh better half of the face masks i'm going with denny hamlin to get another win at martinsville uh people seem to forget he is one of the best active drivers at martinsville um and i have a feeling with um the this smaller blade hamlin is going to um hopefully pull a win out without sending it and killing the entire field so um you know it would be nice uh, to see a clean, clean Hamlin win, but I'm sure that we'll get some controversy thrown in there somewhere. It, it's um, a short track with low down for us, so we don't have any controversy. On a Wednesday. I'm going to be a little bit mad. <laughs> on a Wednesday. I mean, yeah. come on. Um, it's, it's definitely got to be Denny Hamlin. I've, Denny, I've picked him twice already this year, and both times I've picked Denny, he's won. I'm feeling confident I'm going to get another 35 points this weekend. 
So, um, did I say? Oh yeah, I already said Matthew's picks. Okay, so looking pretty for that, and then we got our um, races at Homestead this weekend. I mean, I don't know which one is the dash for cash. I'm not sure. That's like, yeah. I also Sunday, don't know. I Sunday, think, I think. I think Dale Jr. is racing. Um, yes, Dale Jr. is racing in one of them, which is also going to be really awesome. Um, so we actually have not heard yet. Um, anything like guaranteed about like fans going to the race on. This weekend, I DM'd uh, Homestead's Twitter account to find out, and I haven't heard a response yet. But, Kevin, you said it's rumored that it's only going to be military personnel? That's what I heard. I haven't heard anything in a few days. It's and like we we're are... getting down to it now. It's like, we gotta, yeah, I got to find out. So if they are doing it, they better have tickets sent out already. <laughs> yeah, I definitely pick up only. We'll, we'll see. I definitely would love to. I mean, I don't understand why they couldn't just do like get it on your phone and then scan it like that. I feel like that's the safest way to do a ticket. Yeah, honestly, if you're going to send the email, have a good QR code or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I definitely, like, if I'd like to find out as soon as possible. I'm sure by now, like, we might have already found out we're both idiots, but um, I, also, I definitely would like to be able to go to this race. You know, if it is only military personnel, do the military personnel get to bring guests? I mean, I have family and friends in the military. Like, I would like to know. As a fan, may I, I change my favorite for Wednesday night's race to David Starr, who was apparently driving for Wicker Racing this week? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> the legend David's, David Starr is the racing goat. for whomstum? The goat himself. Who's he racing for? Rick Ware Racing. Oh, and which 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 Rick Ware Ware car? This is going to make the difference, Kevin. Uh, the fifty-three. So, oh, Kevin, I'm sorry, I, I won't let you pick him. He has to be in the 51 or the 52, that's Kevin. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah, I'm sorry. Until they get Cody Ware out of that 51. Where's he in the 52? I, let me see. The Rick Ware know. carousel gets very confusing very quickly. It does. I, yeah. Has Cody Ware that's even cool. raced in the Cup Series I don't remember the last year? year. Huh? Who? Has Cody Ware even raced in the Cup Series this year? No, Cody hasn't, but like, Joe, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not thinking of Cody Ware. I'm thinking of Joey Gaze. Ah. Ah yes, name name that um skinny white guy. Yep. <laughs> um Joey Gase. Oh no no no. You know who I'm thinking of actually is Quinn Half. And I know he's not in Rick Ware Racing. I'm just thinking of Cody um Quinn Half because he's just terrible. Quinn Quinn Huff? Uh Walmart brand Landon Castle Half. I don't know why he like he literally has been threatened by NASCAR three weeks in a row with um oh there's the bird. Um <laughs> three weeks in a row now with um with uh, getting kicked off the track for not maintaining uh, speed. That's, it's getting out of hand with him. Yeah. Um, money can buy lower rides with the lack of I just want landing castle. I just want my landing castle back. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. I think that bird's letting us know that we got to start rounding out the field. That, yeah. All right. So first of all, I just saw this on Twitter. Austin Dillon, um, his wife is expecting... And just in case Austin Dillon needs to be somewhere, AJ Allmendinger is going to be the reserve driver oh, for the three this week. Oh, let's go. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right, cool. Well, congratulations uh, to Austin Dillon. He's yeah. Make Pop Pop a great grand Pop Pop. Yeah. That's crazy. Holy crap. <laughs> Richard Children is going to be a great grandfather. All right. Um, oh, one man. more thing. Not one more thing, but another thing. Um, Hooters is going to be the sponsor of the Xfinity race. One of the Xfinity races this yeah, weekend. Yeah, on Saturday. 
which is super cool as a Clearwater Florida resident myself, aka the home to the original Hooters. Oh, thank you. I, I had no idea after you mentioned that last week. Yeah. Um. So apparently, um, we're getting new tires for Martinsville, and they're going to have more tire wear. Yeah, looks like. Good. Yeah, Bob Hoggers tweeted that out uh, this morning. So that's going to make uh, Martinsville even more interesting now. Yeah. Damn, if it wasn't already interesting enough. <laughs> um. Okay. What else we got here? <laughs> I don't really have much else. I we didn't forget anything. We kind of touched yeah, I think, on. I think we pretty much hit on everything. There's um, no indie. No, there's no IndyCar race until. So I didn't realize what Indy was doing. Um, for some idiotic reason, I thought that we were getting the Indy 500 and the Brickyard in the same weekend. It was the GP. Um, oh. my dumbass thought that yeah. they um completely redid the schedule again. So um. Yeah, not not my brightest moment, but uh, Anthony as... do be kind of dumb though. Yeah, so we don't get IndyCar for a minute, but um, July when July starts getting around, we're gonna get back to F1, IndyCar, and NASCAR all on the same weekend, which is going to be very very exciting. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't even realize like the Brickyard and Indy in the same weekend, like how legendary that's gonna be. It's gonna be so much fun. We gotta yes. we gotta try and make a a trip up for that. Um. I don't. Re- oh, I wanted to just say Clint Boyer in the booth. Um, once again, just another electric um, moment. He was roasting the ever living shit out of Jamie McCurry. I thought Jamie was going to start crying. Honestly, it was <laughs> like Clint was being so mean, and I'm just like, oh man, Clint's Clint is has to has to just go to the booth as soon as possible. Like, um, he's just the perfect addition. I need him every Sunday. With mm-hmm. with Jeff roasting, because you know he'll roast Jeff every chance he. Oh yeah, it's gonna be so good. And here's a fun fact I bet that you didn't know: Clint Boyer and Jay McMurray are only separated by one in their careers. I feel like just one. Uh, yeah, uh, Clint Boyer has nine, and Jay McMurray has eight. I'm almost one hundred percent certain about that. Uh, should I fact check you, or should I'm, I? I'm uh... fact checking myself. I am fact checking myself. As I said it, because if I'm wrong, oh boy, I'm going to get pooped on. Um, Stadium Scene TV, thank you for um, partnering with us again. Um, so Jamie has seven. Okay. Off to a great start. Okay. Clint Boyer probably has nine. Clint Boyer has Clint a Boyer total has nine. Of... Clint Boyer Ooh, definitely has nine. Two. God damn it, he has ten. Three. Ooh, tough scene. Tough scene. Clint Tough Boyer, scene. okay, but they are separated by three wins, whatever. And Clint Boyer has more, wow, I feel like Clint Boyer should have more expanding wins, but I don't know why. Eh. Eh. Whatever. Eh. Alright, um, yeah, thank you Stadium Scene Team for partnering with us again this week, guys. Check out their website, um, find your new favorite podcast there, or just listen to us on it. You can also check us out there, too. Um, if you're making podcasts, check out their MVP network so you can get connected with a bunch of new listeners. Um, especially since more sports are starting to come back. Um, I know it's non racing related, but I am excited for the NBA to come back. Especially July is going to be fun. July is going to yeah, be a lot of fun. NBA is coming back. Um, baseball's still filled with a bunch We're of people. We're not who don't sure what's going on with baseball. NHL, I think, is coming back. 
I uh, hope that NHL gets to come back. I would like to see the Stanley Cup final happen. Football is going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be a fun fall for all of us sports fans. So. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay is going to be Tampa fun Bay, baby. Tampa Bay. Um, but yeah, we'll make sure to post our homestead picks by Friday. Um, but until next time, um, we'll see you guys for what, what we got after this. We got we got the gauntlet of races coming up, uh, just like the New Hampshire's Poconos Michigan's oh, yeah. All Star Race after this, yeah. don't we? Of, of, no, wait, no, no, we don't. I think Talladega's after this. So we got Talladega after Homestead, right? So that's yeah. awesome. We've had a good stretch of tracks lately, and then we got oh boy. Oh, God. Pocono, Pocono, Indy, Kentucky, All-Star Race, oh. uh, Texas, Kansas, New Hampshire, Michigan, Michigan. So, it, hang it's in there, be a sports rough fans. Ride and and we'll, hang in we'll, there. Be there. we'll be there with you guys. Hang in there. Hey, honestly, though, this, the summer months, the last two years, I feel like since NBC got Junior in the booth, like the, the start to their season has been incredible. So I, I, I have and they own. do have Indy as their first race. That is true. Yeah, that's one thing we didn't mention. So for the first time since I want to say 2006, um, it isn't just going to go from one broadcast network to the other. So Indy's on July 4th weekend, and then it's going back to Fox for Kentucky in the All Star race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that. I just noticed that. That is very strange. Mm-hmm. And all the races minus. Um, Minus the one on Wednesday are going to be on Fox, Homestead, Talladega, Pocono. Second Pocono is on FS1. Yeah. So cool to see Talladega is going to be on the uh, the big, big one. Fox. This is also going to be the first Homestead race ever on Fox. Unless you count the iRacing one. <laughs> Which if you count that one, you're an absolute brony. Is that? Fox has never... Yeah, count. that makes sense, actually. Yeah, Homestead has always cool. been at the end of the season, and Fox didn't take over until 2001, so it was like... Probably I Kentucky guess too. CBS, and then after was NBC, and then ESPN, and then back to yeah. NBC. Kentucky Unless, too. Has Kentucky always been Fox? No, they've always been NBC or TNT. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 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 You at least I think so. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like fact checking that one, Kevin. Yeah. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. If someone wants to yell us at us comments, please go ahead. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, um, I have been Anthony. And I have been Kevin. Alex and Methy will be back hopefully at some point in the near future. But until we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.